Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, nope is Jordan Peele's fourth feature debut. Um, he has come off, you know, a lot of great films, especially. Well, he did. He did Keanu. 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 He didn't direct Keanu though. I I think he did direct Keanu. Oh. Uh, no, he didn't. He I wrote you. it. Uh, the guy who directed most of Key and Peele directed uh, Keanu. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. So, my mistake. So, it is his third film. Okay, my mistake. Um, so, yeah. yeah you, so wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to piss off the that uh, that YouTube commenter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. So, it's his third feature film here um, after films like Get Out and Us. Uh, of course, Get Out for Jordan Peele, uh, which is his first film, was a massive success. Uh, cultural phenomenon, critical acclaim, um, praise throughout. And Oscar I would say... Uh, yeah, Oscar winner. Um, and I would say his career post Get Out has been, for some people, maybe you can say mixed. Um, Us came out, and Us was somewhat divisive. Some people really like it. Some people didn't really like it. Um, I fall on the side of kind of liking it. I think Us has some major issues with it, but I'm not in, in love with that movie, maybe like some people are. Um, then I heard about his Twilight Zone series that Joe and Peele produced, which... Um, I've never seen, but I've heard kind of really negative things about it with some people. It's got some classic episodes in there. There, 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 there are like three classic episodes over the two seasons. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen it myself, so I can't really judge. Also, he did co-write Candyman, uh, which was the uh, kind of sequel reboot they did uh, for the series directed by Nia DaCosta. Again, that was kind of a similar thing. Some people were kind of mixed on that uh, with that mm -hmm. series uh, with Candyman. Which, again, I, I liked it. I fall more on the side of liking Candyman myself. Um, but, yeah, I know some people are kind of mixed on that film as well. Uh, but here with Nope. Nope seems to be a very divisive film as well with some people. Some people I've seen, some people really love it. Some people really hate it. Um, I did a early reaction to it coming out of the theater. And um, I thought it was a solid movie. It's a movie that I think, you know, you really got to mold and kind of really think about more and more as you kind of, you know, uh, after you've seen it. Um, but yes, um, in this film, and we're doing a non-spoiler review uh, of this film, just in case you didn't want to go, you know, you're worried about spoilers, we're doing a non-spoiler review of this. And try to, I'll try not to... somebody hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I know Nick hasn't seen it, so we're going to try not to go too into, you know, too much spoiler territory there. Um, so in this film, it has Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. Daniel Kaluuya, who uh, Jordan Peele described as his Robert De Niro um, in this film. And... They uh, play uh, owners of a uh, Hollywood, a horse ranch, a black owned Hollywood horse ranch there where they get, you know, they work with horses and rent them out to different studios working on different films. Um, a situation happens uh, where it forces the Kiki Palmer character, who is the sister of Dan Kalua, to come back into the life and come back into the ranch. And in order to save the ranch, uh, they have to kind of raise some money and, and try to come up with a way to get money to, to save it. Um, and a strange incident starts to happen uh, to them where they think they can get the money. So I'm trying to be as vague as possible with some of this stuff, you know, uh, just in case you guys don't want to know that much about it. But that's kind of the general setup of it. Um, you also have characters like Steven Yoon, who's in this movie, um, who own, who's a person that uh, hopes to buy the ranch from Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer's characters. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in this movie, whose name is OJ, and Kiki Palmer, whose character's name is Emerald um, in the movie. Um, so... 
with this movie, um, Jenna's back. Um, yeah. I will first off. Super hot. It's over you. Oh, okay. It's so hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, with this movie, I will say it is really gorgeous. Um, really good looking movie. Uh, you know, Jordan Peele shot this movie um, on the same cameras that Christopher Nolan used. Um, so if you can, I would recommend going to see it on a really, you know, IMAX screen if you can. Really go to a great theater to really get that full experience. Because when they do shots, when they're looking up into the sky, um, you know, where you see the mountains and the kind of the desert, it does look very, very good. Um, uh, I will say that about the movie. Um, I think the performances from Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are very good. Um, Daniel Kaluuya in this movie, um, he's playing a person who's kind of extremely antisocial. Um, you know what I mean? Doesn't even rarely look people in the eye, kind of looks down. Um, you know, somebody that, you know, after an incident happens, you know, he kind of has to take more charge of the business and you see how kind of he's floundering kind of at the situation and doesn't really know what to do. But his sister is one of the, you know, it's Kiki Palmer is way more of the outgoing type of character. Um, who really is the personality who really sells people on a lot of things. Um, I would say I love both of his, their performances, especially Kiki Palmer. Uh, Kiki Palmer, who I think has been having, uh, me and Hunter talked about it, has been having a good few years, uh, really. You really have. I, you know, from, you know, this movie, Lightyear, um, even though I was kind of, you know, mid, I thought, you know, Lightyear was kind of mid. I thought her character was good. I thought she was cute in, in the movie. Um, I thought also, like, Hustler she was good in. Uh, great in Hustlers. So she's been having a nice few years, you know, popping up and yeah. stuff. She's one of the better parts of uh, that Ryan Murphy show, Scream Queens. Yep, I was yeah, Scream yeah. Queens as well. Um, she's very funny and very dynamic, and she's got a lot of personality. Um, and I, I did really enjoy seeing the both of them uh, in this movie. And also, you have you know some good side characters. Like I said, I mentioned Stephen Yoon's character. Um, there's also a character called Angel in here um, who uh, helps them assist them. And there's also a character uh, who's played by Michael Wincott, who's a cinematographer who plays a cinematographer in the movie. Um, who he's, you know, got that deep gravel, that deep voice that he comes in here. Um, he was the villain in the Crow, uh, film with, uh, Brandon Lee. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Pereira plays Angel. Brandon Pereira. Uh, Michael's point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of you guys have a lot to say about this movie. Um, Jenna, I'm going to let you go first. Um, I, where do we even start? Well, I'll say this, um. (laughs) After um, after sitting on this film, which you have to do with a lot of Jordan Peele's films, I have appreciated it a lot more. Uh, I'm a huge Jordan Peele fan. Let me just say that. I'm also not a snob. I'm not a cinema star. You know, I'm I'm always good for good trimmers, a good leprechaun in space. I also love things like Interstellar. I don't need things to be explicitly spelled out for me, and I can go in and enjoy a movie for what it is. And I appreciate Jordan Peele's, uh, he's a true artist. Like, he does not care what you think. He's going to give you his film. You take it or you leave it. You know what I mean? And I really aspire to be that confident, that dedicated, and just that committed to my work. That when you take certain risks with certain storytelling uh, mechanics and certain filmmaking choices, uh, regardless of whether you're, you're, you're not here to please the fans, you're here to tell a story. You know, and that's one thing I do enjoy about his films. I do think that the love this film is getting is way too much. (laughs) I don't think it's like the greatest movie ever made. Um, It's actually my least favorite Mm. from him so far. Uh, This movie, 
you know, I'm mad you put me on Front Street because I was going to wait to go last. I was going to let everybody go and have all those good things to say before I fucking rip this movie to shreds. Um, for me, I get, I got all the themes. I figured out what what the alien was in the first like first part of this film. I figured it out. Um, I got all the little visual cues because I'm I'm primed for how Jordan Peele um, explains his motifs in his films. Um, he's a very uh, Jenna kind of froze there uh, for a second. Uh, Hunter, you want to go ahead? Yeah, um, I you know I, I think that's God doing His work. Because, <laughs> you know he was so wrong. Uh, yeah, this movie's this movie's great. It's it's I will agree with her on one on one aspect. It's I don't know if I like this more than Us. So I own Us. I, I dig Us quite a bit. It's not Get Out. I think it's something entirely different, and I really appreciate what he brought to that. This is more on the less plot heavy side and I think that's why people aren't going to like it and I think people are going to have issues with that but to sound like a total snob and I'm completely fine with that um, one thing that it's already <laughs> really irritating me about the, about the discourse around this film is I don't think people are really giving it a, enough attention so like for example there's a point where I guess I can like I know we're going on spoilers. I'll be very vague, but where OJ is riding, uh, the uh, riding one of their horses, and they're being chased by this entity, and the uh, and what's really funny about that is that he's wearing a hoodie that says "Crew" on the back of it, and I won't spoil the movie that uh, that's from, but it's this this movie that I went, really? You, you helped out on that movie? That's, that's random, but that's really funny. But mm. the, the fact that he's doing this action heavy thing, uh, while wearing a crew sweatshirt, you know, really just kind of drives home the point that, Hey, you know, Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais actually made the joke years ago at the Golden Globes that, you know, like you're not a star. No one wants to hear from, you know, a producer or stuntman. And, you know, everyone laughed, but it's like, unfortunately, that's how Hollywood is structured. You know, the people who are in front of the camera, you know, the stars and the one who make who make Hollywood, the people who do the people even who do the score are really, you know, don't get nearly enough credit at points uh, that I that I think they deserve. And it's really it's really quite frustrating. So the movie making one, um, that being one of the points that the movie makes is something I went I really fucking dick that. Um, this is not a spoiler because it's really early on in the film. There's this point where OJ is uh, talking to this, uh, to this movie star about how they train the horse and everything. And of course, these people aren't fucking listening because why would you listen to someone who you know does this shit for a living? And and um, and they really brush past uh, OJ and his family's history in a way that's so dismissive, and it's nothing but white people. So it's very much a you know, like a, you, you see what they're doing, and so there are the, there are these moments like that in the film where I'm going, okay, dude, I'm really I'm appreciating what you're what you're saying in the way you're saying it. I will say the first, I'll say twenty minutes or slow. It's a lot of setup, so if you're not paying attention for the first twenty minutes, I don't think you're gonna get as much out of it. 
you know, as, as the film goes on. Also, you could have trimmed about 10, 15 minutes from this. Mm. Um, I won't say that. I, I think that's completely fair. I think this could have been a lean two hours uh, easily. Uh, but at the same time, though, I was never looking at my phone, like, going, like, oh, God, this is dragging. But I just, I can think of a few scenes where I'm like, you could have cut this, cut this, cut this. But uh, to your point, um, uh, Kiki Palmer is absolutely incredible in this. Uh, she is a standout. In the movie, she has this energy. She's kind of like a lightning bolt, which is what she just lights up every scene she's in because the movie, by default, um, intentionally is having Daniel Kaluuya's character, uh, OJ, be in this really dark place, uh, a sunken place, uh, um, but being like really, you know, being depressed because of this tragedy that happened. And it, it takes a hell of an actor to say, say things with their silence and i think there are so many many points where uh, da- uh daniel clue is able to do that and you go wow like he's able to speak speak volumes without saying anything and their uh their sibling rivalry because there is some definite you know some some uh some history between the two of them and so yeah. the fact they get into that a little bit I-, I went okay you're talking about you know black black generational trauma as well in weaving this throughout a horror film it's like okay okay peel like like he there are some themes here that people are just gonna fucking miss and i'm already seeing it on twitter and it's really it's it's so frustrating that people just won't <laughs> pay attention to a fucking movie because i'm seeing a lot of that of oh i got bored in this movie it's like okay are you paying attention to the movie or are you looking at your phone because the people that were sitting around me they were looking at their phone i'm like well why even come to a movie if you're not going to, you know, pay attention? You know, I, I pay attention during fucking Minions. I wasn't happy about that shit. But, like, if you're going <laughs> to see a movie, like, give it, you know, give it your fucking attention. Um, but this is going to be a divisive film, and I, and I get it to an extent. But at the same time, we're in this point where I'm hearing people go, well... You know, I don't want to be spoon-fed, you know, during a movie. And then when a movie asks you to think... Then people are going, well, I don't want to think of my movies. It's like, well, what? which one is it? Do you, do you want to put work in, or do you just want to be, you know, or do you just want to kind of lay back? And this is a movie that's going to ask its audience to think and to go ahead and actually dig a little bit. And I think if you do that, you're going to get a great experience with it. Again, this isn't Get Out. Like, I don't think he'll ever make a film like Get Out again. And I kind of think we need to get out of that mindset with Peel. Like, I, like, stop... Everything he's doing is supposed to be different. I mean, I I hate that I'm going to make this comparison, but Hitchcock was the same way. Like, Hitchcock made it a point to go ahead and make diverse, different fucking films. And, you know, you didn't have people going like, oh my god, the bird sucks, it's not like Psycho. Like, like take everything as its own fucking thing. But I think this is a great movie. It's It's just not Get Out. Like, that's its biggest issue issue if you want to call it that is that it's not <laughs> is that it's not it's not get out you uh, hey <laughs> i don't know because i didn't i'm so glad you said that though high key for real because i wasn't expecting get out from this either like i don't i'm i'm so glad you said that because i was actually getting irritated when people say that too like jay-z said it best you want my shit go get my old album you feel me like you want my old shit go go listen <laughs> to my old album you feel me like 
Jordan Peele, that's why I said he's going to give you what the fuck he's going to give you. And bitch, you better take it. Like, we came for an experience. Enjoy it. And I'm not saying this is like the worst film ever because the Black Phone, I walked out on that shit. That shit was trash. Wow. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. The Black Phone was horrible. Oh, shit. It's like. (laughs) Bruh, that movie was dumb as fuck. But, like. I'm sorry. No, that movie was horrible. But, again, I. I think the boring... Okay, I'll speak for myself. The boring part was more so the pacing of the film. Like, I actually wish this was an actual series. I think this conceptually would work better as, like, a miniseries, not necessarily a film. Um, Just because I feel like I just... I normally don't ask for backstories with characters, but I feel like Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, because they were so critical to, like, anchoring the emotional beats in the story, I really wanted to get more nitty gritty into their dynamics, especially because like Kiki Palmer's queer, right? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like glossed over. And then you have Daniel Kaluuya who represents like black masculinity and how that's like on its way out. And how like, you again, you have all these things motifs that this lovely young man, this beautiful Justice League shirt has brought up that you will miss because if you're, you know, not paying attention, you're going to miss it. But I felt like the dynamics between their siblinghood, of, it's less about her being independent and more about passing on kind of like the generational wealth almost or kind of like passing on the torch. Because Daniel Kaluuya represented a masculinity within black men that was dying, just like his father. <laughs> no pun implied. But... um. <laughs> It's like he represented Daniel Kaluuya knew he was on his way out. You know what I mean? Kind of like he knew his type of presentation of blackness within that type of iteration. And you can talk about this in film. I can go on and on. It's it's deep. Like this movie is deep. But I felt like that dynamic between them and then Kiki Palmer kind of being now the person who represents this generation of folks to carry this on this legacy, which I feel like this film was more about legacy, if anything, uh, that Black people leave in film and so forth. I just feel like that got lost in translation because we just didn't get a real, like, build between these two characters. Like, they bicker, they banter, whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, Haiki, what happened to Daniel Kaluuya at the end of the movie, I was just like, okay. Like, I just didn't really care too much for any of these characters on the low. Like, um, see, I. But the thing is, though, even if you don't care about the characters, you can look at this simply as a fable. Like, like, and that's another point I'm kind of I'm bringing up about this film is like you don't need your characters to always have these deep, intensive backstories. Sometimes the characters are simply there to serve what the point of the actual film is, and I think that's the case uh, with this movie. I got just enough about the characters to give a shit. Uh, this it's really funny, uh, quite it a bit is. of the time, which it was is. something I was like, that's like, I'm just realizing too, I need subtitles in all my movies. Like, I'm just getting old <laughs> on that front. I'm just like, I sit in the theater, I'm like, there's no <laughs> subtitles. I hate this shit. Like, it, but, yeah. but, but, but I love, I, I, I really do love their banter. Um, Steven Yen's character, his backstory oh, wow. is one of these things that drives the whole film. And when you figure out what's going on, it's one of those, oh shit sort yeah. of moments and it, it, it it's it's heartbreaking because it what it says about him as a character and what it says about us uh as a, <laughs> us um what it says about us <laughs> as a, as a society as a society 
is such a dark like oh like 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 because you'll see it and, and Nick I look forward to you seeing this because you're gonna see it and go oh that's what the character and then you're gonna have this moment that I did probably like halfway through and you're gonna go oh but that character represents the war oh fuck and then you're gonna get infinitely more sad because of what the movie's saying and it's 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 a harsh dose reality that. I'm not a big horror guy because I hate being scared. You know, I'm I'm black. I can walk outside. That's scary enough. But, um, but, but, but. <laughs> but I love the fact that horror, very much like you know, great comic books, can go ahead and provide social commentary in a way that other genres can't. Sci-fi too, and Peel draws from several. I won't say what the influences are, but they are obvious as far as the sci-fi influences. Like, there, there is this one shot um, it, where uh, where OJ is standing out with one of the horses, and they're looking out in like looking out in the night. And the way the clouds look, it's haunting how the clouds look in this. Like, like if this cloud, if the clouds looked as scary as Galactus did in that second Fantastic Four movie, people wouldn't have bitched so much. Like it, like the clouds are terrifying in this. Like it's like, and, and, and like I can't think of a time, maybe ever, that I've seen scenes at night shot like this. Like it's creepy, mm-hmm. and, and and that mm-hmm. is one thing that Peel. Uh, I'll make again making the comparison. I mean, Hitchcock, you gotta get back but... to the cinematographer, though. Don't give it oh, on appeal. Oh, the oh, cinematography no, no. in here, I, 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 like that white I, boy did his fucking thing in this movie. For real. I, I review, I reviewed this for my show last night, and I and I shouted out the, the cinematographer specifically. He did an excellent, he did an excellent mm-hmm. fucking job. And it's mm-hmm. one of these. There's so many shots in here that I went. I would really like a frame, like I would just like a poster of this. Like I would really like yeah. a shot of this movie, or a shot, or, or, or a shot of this frame, or a shot of this frame. But there are yeah. so many moments where you're just on edge. Like there are multiple points where I'm like, I was sitting in my seat, and I'm like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. I don't like mm-hmm. this shit. And there is one clue that they leave for how they kind of wrap up, like what the plot is in the last mm-hmm. bit that I went. That's fucking clever. I didn't even think about that. Like, it's one of those things that the movie kind of almost does the, look over here, look over here. And then when they bring it back up, you're like, oh, god damn it. Okay. Like, like I was like, okay, Peel. Like, I, I, I see you. Um, the the score, too. I think the score is excellent. That That's a score I'll be listening to uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. But overall, for me, I mean, I guess I'll just wrap up. Um, it's it's right there with us for me where the atmosphere of the film for me works so freaking well and I know enough about the characters to go, okay, I'm actually caring about you if you're in peril, but also I'm curious on the individual mini journey that you're going on and how your mini journeys used to go ahead and explain some social commentary. It works for me in a way that I go, yeah, I I look forward to rewatching this because I enjoyed us the first time I watched it, I felt I enjoyed it way more the second time. So I'm actually looking forward to watching this again. But mm-hmm. um, I would just say, give this movie like honestly, give this movie a fair shake. This won't be for everybody because you know, atmospheric horror. Like when I think about something like uh, like again, not a big horror guy, but I think about The Conjuring. The mm-hmm. Conjuring is like 
a great example of just setting the tone of horror, like, in your on edge the whole time. And pretty much from the 20-minute mark on, the movie just has you going, all right, like, anything could pop up any time. That's, that's fucking horrifying, because this movie uses horror not just in nighttime, but during the day, so you never feel safe, which is a subtle thing, but it's like, oh, okay, I can't let my guard down, so... I think this is. I think this will be something people revisit in a couple of years and actually appreciate more once the hype has died down a little bit. Mm. But yeah, um, and that's how film Twitter goes. Interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice to have a good diverse opinions on this movie um, because you know, it, a movie being divisive, you're going to get interesting concepts of things of what people think something means and another person's opinion on what something means. Like you see it with Jenna, you see it with Hunter, um, and examine the movie. I didn't even, uh, you know, see that point of Jenna made about you know looking at Daniel Kaluuya's character of masculinity. I didn't even look at it like that. So it's it's great to have kind of these different perspectives coming coming on this movie, and I think it makes it interesting. Um, even though, like I said, with the movie Us, I wasn't really too much of a fan of it. I thought it was just okay for me. Uh, loved the performance from Lupita Nyong'o. Um, and kind of other elements. I just think all those ideas didn't really mesh together all that well. And then there were some just kind of issues mm-hmm. plot-wise and story-wise that kind of just didn't all come together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely love Us, but it kind of falls apart if you spend longer than five minutes thinking about it. Yeah, uh, but there's some cool stuff there. I mean, there's some, like, with the two families. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's some good stuff there. Um, there's all the plot points that aren't answered. <laughs> Uh, and with like Nope, I think Nope is better than us. Um, and then you know with you know Get Out, obviously like we say he, he knocked it out of the park. And then after that, everybody was kind of looking at him and going like, okay, what's next? You know what you know what's you know what's going to be your next Get Out? What's going to be this next film? And you know maybe mm-hmm. you know you won't have a film as great as that, and that's okay. And maybe you'll have other different things uh, because Get Out was such a lightning in a bottle you know type of thing, and. I think a lot about that film was just so how tightly it was written and the structure of it um, and how everything kind of played into each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think this film is as good as that, but I think it's as good as, you know, nope. I think it's, you know, good in its own right with, I think the look of the film is good. I think the score, as Hunter mentioned, is good. I think, you know, especially when, you know, there's a scene where, you know, Dan Kelly's riding the horse and the, the score starts to really ramp up. I think it's very good. I, I love that scene of it. Um, I think that the design of the, you know, the antagonist, the entity, was a very interesting kind of design. I thought that was kind of oh, unique. Oh, dug it. I thought dug that was, it was kind a of flying unique. vagina. It was a flying vagina. You, you, oh, okay. I mean, no. I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> like the look of it. Well, well, you are, well, you are what you eat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or like what? <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh my god, am I watching like a Freudian psychological take on... I mean, on, Jordan Peele's a big brother, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? It was just... I don't know, man. Like, I want to I wanna jerk off to it so bad. Wow. I just want to jerk off to it. I just... Okay. <laughs> I, I just can't, yeah. like... I'm not going to take a hit. <laughs> it's something about... Uh, you know what it is? What I do, what I love about Jordan Peele is that mm-hmm. everything is intentional, which is why mm-hmm. I think it does deserve its praise. Like, go see it. Like, this is not the the worst film of 2029 by a long shot. I'll be watching again just because I actually enjoyed it. I don't think it's a great, great like I said, the hype, a little too high, mm-hmm. but the antagonist itself 
and what it's supposed to represent. And then the the films that it clearly rips from, because it's not just paying homage. This film is like ripping from Spielberg-esque. It's a lot. A lot of Jaws, Signs. I think that's that's strong. No, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Come on with the light. One of us. No, dude. Fucking spoiling. What? No, I'm not. That's why I said. No, that's why you can't spoil this movie. There's no way you can. You can. (laughs) You can, yeah. Because if I have. Because if you haven't seen it, you don't know what happened. So by default, you can spoil it. Well, that's why I'm like, well, me saying Close Encounters isn't a spoiler. It's just representing like the type of... Because this isn't really a horror film, to be honest with you. This is, to me, it's a thriller. Actually, it's a it's a notch to Alfred Hitchcock. I could name a whole bunch of directors in type of sci-fi, War of the World. Like, this just, that's the genre it fits. But I'm not giving away any plot points. But to me, it was just one of those things where it's like... I don't know. Again, it, it's like he, he, everything is so planned out. It's all intentional, all his choices. So yeah, you can have fun paying attention to it. But again, it's just like, bro, I don't know if it was like mm. the type of weed he was smoking when he wrote this. But to me, it just all, it just didn't, all the concepts in here didn't really coherently come together. Similarly, it's ironic what you talk about us is the issues I have with this film. Mm. Um, Us was just your standard, you know, typical horror movie points, which I enjoy. But I think all the concepts in this film just do not come together. I feel like it's really bloated. And for it to be two hours long and to get that type of resolution, it was just like, it's great. Yeah, I get it. But I felt like, again, this this actually deserves a longer treatment. I feel like this needs to be a series. I just felt like this really would have worked better, more drawn out, so we could have gotten more to this film from the characters, the world building. There's actually a lack of world building in here, mm. um, which I'm very surprised at. Um, like, the, the way that they switch to, I guess, reality when they leave that area they're in, when they go to, like, an inner city, it just doesn't... Mm. it just doesn't like plot wise it just doesn't really make any sense like you would think that people would have a reaction to this since everyone knows what's going on but yeah i don't know Um, it's just not it just has too many plot holes for me for me to like be super into it um so i mean i mean i see some of the stuff you're saying as far as plot goes and when it you know more stuff starts to happen especially like a big incident that involves steven yun's character you go like why wasn't there a bigger reaction to that you know what i mean and like as far as this film being taken you know is it over the course of a week a days you know what i mean as as far as that goes i thought some of that was an issue uh with steven yun's character they do some backstory with him um that i do believe does play into the story um, some people say that it might it's it's too much of an excursion that kind of maybe doesn't go all that where uh, go anywhere all that no, much. But <laughs> I think, you know, it, it, I think it's a pretty good thing they do with his character, even though he's not in the movie a whole lot. You know what I mean? I do think it's good stuff they do with kind of his character and the backstory with that type of stuff. Um, I thought that was well done. I do think it plays into uh, into the film. Um, when it comes to interesting characters, like I said, I do like Dan Kalua and Kiki Palmer's character and their relationship. I think, you know, you, when Hunter mentioned that just the looks and that Dan Kalua has, you know, that he, you know, gives so much even with not saying much. I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading into it too much, but I think he does give a lot of 
a performance, you know, through his emotions, just through his face and, and looks and everything like that and see that, you know, the relationship between him and Kiki Palmer has kind of been strained over these years. And I think that's kind of played out between the two of them. Um, you know, you didn't need to have a scene where they said like, well, you left and you never came back or, you know what I mean? The, the, you know, the stereotypical kind of stuff that, that maybe happens in movies like that, where there's that, there's that plot line. Um, and, and so I thought that was there and I thought, you know, them and people are also looking for like the message, you know, with Jordan Peele movies, everybody's looking at what's the big message of the movie and what's going to be this new thing, you know? And there is a message here, I think, in Nope, um, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to talk to numerous of different people to try to decipher, you know, what they think that message is. For me, I, I thought the big message of this movie was just like behavior, you know, and spectacle. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, human behavior and other types of behavior that, that kind of comes there. Um, I thought for me, I thought that was kind of one of the big things in the movie. Um and with the kind of the entity that kind of comes in here, um, the the antagonist uh, or threat, um, I did like it wasn't kind of very traditional in the way it, it kind of was in the way it, it, it acted, um, which I thought was also kind of very unique. And, and yeah, you could say that also it's a movie that wears its uh, inspirations on its sleeve, as, as Jenna's talking about, where it very much gets it, and you'll see a lot of people who go like, well, it's this, or it's that, or it's this like this other movie, it's a lot of this other movie, um, and I, I could see that as well. For me, it didn't really drag it that down, uh, because I think, as Hunter mentioned, while his other films like Get Out and Us were very, very much plot-driven, I think this is very much character-driven. And this is very much about hanging around with these characters, trying to accomplish something and, and, and trying to really uh, do something kind of special. Um, what do you guys, what, any reaction to that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I go back to the trust your audience thing. Like, I, I, I really keep going back to that because this is his least plot. Like, you could boil it down as simply as two sib like two siblings are looking out for this thing. You could boil it down that simply if you wanted to. And there's not like twists and turns in that. It can be that simple. It really is more the messages enhancing the plot more than the other way around. And again, I just think that some people just aren't gonna vibe with that. Um, which is fine, you know. Some people don't like the sun, but I but I feel like again, this is I, I really do feel like this is something that that if you go in and, and Josh ironically like unintentionally said it earlier, you know, people were saying what's his next get out going to be? He's not going to have another get out. We yes. need to stop thinking about that shit. Like Let it go. separate each thing, take each project as you know as it is. That's what you. Should do for any artist anyway mm -hmm. unless it's a direct sequel so it's one of those things where he looked to make an his most atmospheric horror film that that's what mm -hmm. he set out to do mm -hmm. and for me he absolutely accomplishes that goal again I, I i do i do agree on the front that i think it could be 15 minutes shorter i think you can get this down to two hours but at the same time there are no significant drags for me as i was watching it so um uh grade wise um crap um sorry remind me what's after what's above stream it it's tune in right yeah okay so i would give like get out obviously like a high tune in i'd give us 
like a low tune in. And I'd give this like a low tune in. Like I, I don't know which one I like more. I'm actually gonna probably need to rewatch this again just to kinda uh figure that out. But I enjoy the hell out of all three films for different reasons. But it it could have been a little shorter, but uh oh my god, the atmosphere in this movie alone is it, it's so worth seeing it just for that reason. Uh, I saw this uh I saw this uh yesterday and just some of the shots like it's such a pretty movie mm. like just off that yeah. alone i'm like I, I i need to own this just because of that but uh yeah, yeah it's, it's not perfect shout out to that yeah shout out to that uh cinematographer uh hoyt van uh hoytema he, yeah. he works with a uh, chris he's worked with christopher nolan on all of his movies he past knew it. Dinner I knew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um but but uh it, it's one of those movies that I, I do think everyone needs to see but again, you need to pay attention while you watch it. Like, the, mm. like more so than any of his his other films, you need to really be paying t- attention more to this. But there's a lot to say if you want to dig more, uh, dig for messages. And I think the movie, uh, I think the experience rewards you uh, for doing that. And I think it really does enhance the movie overall. So yeah, I'd say I'll, I'll low tune in. Jenna, uh, it's. I agree that it's character driven. I just wish there was more to the character arcs. Mm. Um, it's it's not a testament to the acting. The acting is fine. It's a testament to, and when I mean background, I just want to clarify. I don't need like predictable CW. My daddy me scenes. Um, I was actually thinking about how they really should really, I would have actually liked to see more scenes of them as children. Um, but I don't know how he feels about child actors because that is a thing that as a, as a director, kids are hard to direct, so <laughs> I can understand why you may not want to include children. Um, but uh, I think that I would have liked to see more of that set up um, with Daniel Kaluuya dynamics with his father and then with Kiki Palmer and like just, just set that up a little bit more versus just like these quick little information bits that we get. Uh, for me, if you're going to make it character driven, then I need to be anchored by your two main characters. And I need to be able to connect and relate, especially them being black. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's like Lena Waithe was a little tone deaf with her new movie. I don't know what's going on with the new blacks in Hollywood, but I'm going to need y'all to, <laughs> to, to reel it in. Because um, to be honest with you, oh, I still keep, but I'm, I'm just being real. Like, I'm just going to be honest, you know, like I write film, I do film, I make film. So to me, it's just like, I can't wait to work with someone like Jordan Peele and to be able to be like, hey, how about you, you know, write it or go about this way in a creative way? Because I think Jordan Peele is a beautiful, like his directing to me is top notch. He's still one of the best directors we have of this generation personally. Like he's my, clearly I like this guy. So yeah, um, it's not really like it's a bad movie, but for it to be so character driven, but I don't really get that much of a character arc from both your main characters is a bit odd um, for me personally. But again, it's beautifully shot, IMAX camera. Um, like Nick said, the cinematographer, I'm not going to butcher your name, but I, I, it gave me Christopher Nolan vibes, which is why I was like, I knew it. Because it seemed like, I don't know if he did his other films, but it did give me kind of like someone who understands how to capture atmospheric um, on like on location type of like set pieces very well 
Um, funny enough, this this felt almost like a bottle film sometimes because you kind of see the same scenery over and over again, mm. but it doesn't get redundant because it's just so pretty. Um, but yeah, uh, I still think People Under the Stairs is probably as best as we're going to get when it comes to horror social commentary. Uh, <laughs> but this is definitely a thriller. Um, hats off to all the homages he pays to. Hats off to Jordan Peele and his crew. They did an amazing job. To me, I don't think it's this is his strongest film, mm-hmm. um, but I think this is this is like his baby. I can tell this is his baby. So it's nothing but respect. But for for me, it's a nope. Real. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, yeah, it's a no, it's a no for me, dog. Um, just because it's just, it just feels very bloated. That Gordy side plot go on for too damn long. Like I got it too. Please don't explain it to me. I got it. Trust me, oh. I got it. うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、う
it's a movie that's going to have a, a wide range of opinions of some people hate it, some people love it, some people think it's 10 out of 10, some people think it's a 1 out of 10, some people think it's just a 5 out of 10. Some people might say it's the best movie of 2022. It's going to have a variety of different opinions all across the spectrum. Um, but it's just a movie you got to see for yourself because it's, you know, you're going to come out and go like, hey, you know, you, you know, you're going to, you know, have the, your own opinion on it, form your own opinion about it. Um, some stuff here really worked and some stuff just really didn't. Um, when they did the chapter stuff in this movie, I didn't know when one chapter was ending or one chapter was beginning. I, that was kind of confusing to me. Um, but I am, you know, I really kind of want to go see it again for a second time, um, just to get a better sense out of it. Um, and, uh, discussing Jordan Peele just as a director a little bit. Um, a lot of people, you know, people say that he's the new M. Night Shyamalan or some people say he's the new you know, Hitchcock or whatever. Don't do him like that. Um, <laughs> Don't do him. <laughs> I think, you know, I think, you know, I love, I love Sixth Sense. I like Unbreakable. Um, I think Get Out is better than anything in my Shyamalan has ever made. Um, I think Us yeah, is. Yeah, he's so, a way more confident director. Yeah, I, I think he's confident. better. You know, even just with M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Old. Um, I thought, you know, I think again, had some, okay, let's call, let's not, you know, I think he's good concepts, but that just kind of just went, went nowhere for me. So bad. And I wanted to like, old, but that gets creepy real quick. And you're just like, please stop. Please take the off ramp for the love of God. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, but weird movie. Yeah. I, I, so for me, I would give this movie a slight tune-in for me right now. You know, just a tune-in right now. Um, You know, kind of in the middle range of a tune-in. Not low tune-in, not high tune-in. Just kind of just with the middle tune-in for me. But Um, that's so crazy that we that we all said all that. We basically went in the same spot anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a testament to you know. That's why I said it's not a bad film. I'll never be like fuck that movie. But I think I think uh, people are a little. They're they're ball they're they're ball playing a little yeah. too hard for me. Don't be like that dude on Twitter who said that Jordan Peele was the best horror director ever, and then even he had to say like, "Okay, hey man, put down." Even Peele was like, "Oh, yeah. chill out, man." Yeah. 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 Okay. So calm it down. Yeah, I mean that guy acted like a Nathan, you know, whatever. But like, like, <laughs> look, like not like not everyone like. Let's not put that on Peele. Let's just let the motherfucker yeah. direct. Yeah. Like right? we don't, we don't need the next fill in the blank. We just need the next great black director, next great whatever. We don't need yeah. it to be the next Spielberg or whatever. Like we need to stop putting that on people. Just need another <laughs> director who's directing original movies, making his own vision out there. That's what we need. We know it's, he doesn't have to be the next Hitchcock, M Night Shyamalan, no, Spielberg. Have to be the next Hitchcock. Spielberg, Shyamalan, he doesn't even need to be the next John Carpenter. He just needs to be Jordan Peele. Yeah.